Chaser is brought to you by Coffee, nature's way of saying, wake the f*** up! Coffee. 2019, you really should cut the booze, lose 50 kilos and fulfil your lifelong dream of becoming a YouTube star by taking up extreme parkour. That's why you're here. This isn't a radio show. It's a spiritual journey to help you live your best life. It can't help you achieve any of your goals, but it will make you much, much, much better at sex. Welcome to Radio Chaser. Oh, welcome to the show. Andrew Hansen is here. Zoe yep. Norton Lodge is here. The cyborg Charles Firth is here with his arms still bandaged up. And my name is Tom Knight. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Tommy. And you know what? I've just been reading a report. Like, I don't want to start on a downer, but it's really depressing. Have you guys seen this report into school funding? Oh, don't tell me. Is it, is it a private schools get billions thing again? It, it, it is. It is. But it's quite, it's more dramatic than I thought. So here's just one little piece of information from it. Australia's Four richest schools mm. spent $402 million on new facilities and renovations, right? <laughs> and that is more than the poorest 1,800 schools combined. Oh, <laughs> for four schools. For four, <laughs> 400 million. I didn't have textbooks. Well, I did have one. All the answers were filled in, and that's why I was so bad at maths, because I was cheating. Well, it's possible to say I'm a private school uh, boy X, so I probably went to one of those four schools, though, so I sucked in. Card, that's a warning. I mean... Look, well, thanks a lot. I'm de- I went to public school, so I had I had none of these millions of dollars of anything whatsoever. But look, <laughs> to be really fair to these schools, it's actually a bit of a misunderstanding because these four schools, they're just making the next season of The Block. This season on The Block, our teams are putting their building skills to the ultimate test in a bid to impress our toughest judges yet. Who could it be? Celebrities? Architects? Celebrity architects? Think tougher. Dental nurses? What? They're always mean. Worse than dental nurses. Oh, no. It couldn't be. Private school kids. Each team will build wildly unnecessary infrastructure in an obscenely over-resourced school attended by painfully wealthy children. Ow! My Platinum Amex gave me a paper cut to the private school private hospital! Their budget, $100 million. Whoa, that's a stupid amount of money. It is a stupid amount of money. Let's get more from the government. The Block Private Schools. It's an emotional roller coaster. Featuring real roller coasters. I hate that roller coaster you built. Burn it! Radio Chaser on Triple M. So are you just talking about the private schools and all the millions and billions they spend on building stuff? It is absolutely outrageous. And I say this as someone who went to one of these fancy schools and I felt guilty about it then and I feel really sick now. Because I went down and, and looked at some of the things that they bought and I cannot for the life of me see how anyone could possibly, even rich people could buy this stuff. Like Camberwell Grammar, right? They built, among many other things, a fencing piste, an <laughs> a underwater tanks, God knows why, and an ergonomics room. I don't even know what an but, ergonomics room is. Were they testing chairs? But no, Dommy, you got this all wrong. You've got to realise, like, when the revolution comes... They're going to need to defend themselves. (laughs) Uh, And knowing how to fence is going to be a really important skill. On guard, (laughs) socialist. Yeah. And they've got got to have somewhere to hide. They hide in the ergonomics room. (laughs) And somewhere to make sure their backs don't get sore. Yeah. Well, I think the underwater tanks are for the waterboarding, aren't they? (laughs) 
All right, how about Caulfield, <laughs> Grammy? You can't defend this. This is ridiculous. They've got well-being spaces for dance, Pilates, meditation, and yoga. Which teenager ever did meditation, Pilates, and yoga? What a waste of money. No, Dommy, Dommy, you, you, no, 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 no. Look, this is why so many people fall through the cracks in society later in life, Dommy. It's because they didn't do enough Pilates at school. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is a very important way to, to get started. Mm, that's outrageous. <laughs> now, so look, what's your theory there, Andrew, that, that somehow if you do yoga and Pilates, you will be a more successful banker later in life? Well, like the... just, just ask the parents of Caulfield Graham. They agree with me. They've spent $48 million on a Pilates studio. <laughs> they know what they're doing because they all own banks. They will have to bend over backwards when they work for banks. Um, right, Knox Grammar. Come on, this in Sydney. This is oh. completely indefensible, right? They built mm. a senior academy with a cafe that has an on-site barista for teenagers. Mm. Okay, hold on. I actually... I think I get this one right. Because you need a barista on site so they can engage with the working classes, right? Having a barista is the closest thing to diversity in that school. So I actually think it's a wonderful thing. It's like like teaching them a language, isn't it? A foreign language. Yeah. Oh, oh, hello, hello, Mr. Barista working person. Yes. They can learn. And I suppose it's also a bit of a reminder, isn't it, that, you know, like if you don't do well at school, that one day you could become a working (laughs) class person. (laughs) All right. I see what you're saying, though, Zoe. The short blacks are probably the only people of colour on campus. Um, Melbourne <laughs> Grammar. Oh, Melbourne Grammar. Uh, look, it's Knox Grammar. Uh, Melbourne Grammar built a science hub with a rooftop weather monitoring station. Do they have their own weather systems? Is that how big the school is? Oh, well, that's, what is it? Melbourne Grammar. Melbourne Grammar. Oh, look, that's all right. That, that, that's to teach them, teach them consistency. They go on the roof every day and it's the, the same um, on the weather station. Like, yep, yep. It's extremely dark and freezing. <laughs> Back inside. <laughs> All right. Okay, how about this one, right? Trinity Grammar, another Sydney school. They were, up, were seeking permission to build an Olympic pool with underwater cameras <laughs> and timers. What on earth do they do that? Uh, no wait, comments. Wait a minute. So it's, it's an Anglican school. Mm. Uh-oh. And they've got cameras in the pools. <laughs> stop yeah, it. Just yeah. stop your thoughts. Gonna, okay. Well, I'm, I'm with you, Dommy. Yeah. This is not a good idea. Triple M, Radio Chaser. Yes, and I still have this injury. I've just come back from the surgeon who says I've got six weeks left of having this bloody brace on me. Six is not yeah. enough to punish you. Can I just give paint, paint like a little picture for mm. listeners? Yeah. Charles like has to rip every one of his shirts, one of the sleeves, right, <laughs> mm. to fit his bionic arm in it. So he's walking yeah. out with this flappy torn sleeve every day, and it is quite possibly the saddest thing I've ever seen. No, but that's because I'm so built that they just burst. Just anyway, on one arm? My... What's that from? <laughs> <laughs> on my right arm. No, uh, but when, it, when a celebrity gets a serious injury or suffers some sort of malady... <laughs> Yeah, that, that's really We're bad. conscious of what you just called Th- yourself. That, they always set up. No, I'm saying they always set up a foundation to sort of help out that disease or oh, that yeah. injury, that type things like that. <laughs> so you know, being a bit of a celebrity, <laughs> I've decided to do the same thing. Have you been injured trying to answer your phone while riding a bike drunk? Too often, drunk people who fall off their bike while using their phone are unfairly blamed for breaking their elbows. You shouldn't have answered your phone while riding a bike. That was a stupid thing to do. It's all your fault. 
At last, the Charles Firth Foundation helps drunk people who break their elbows while answering their phones on a bike. A donation of just $50 will pay for one week's worth of highly addictive synthetic opiates. Oh, that's good. $500 will pay for the next week's supply. This stuff is very moory. While $5,000 will pay for important physiotherapy. Actually, maybe we should just buy more of those painkillers. Hi, I'm Charles Firth, founder of the Charles Firth Foundation. My dream is that one day we can all enjoy the freedom to answer our phones while riding our bikes drunk and then fall off and break our elbows without being judged. So, look, we've been talking about Charles's recent injury and um, just in the break just then, it did take two of us to put Charles's headphones back on <laughs> because it's just not a task you can do by yourself anymore, is it, Charles? No, I've only got one left arm. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do by yourself. And I just was thinking, you know, it's moments like this, times like this in your life, it's when a nickname just kind of cements, isn't it? Oh, yes. We need one for Charles, Zoe. Yeah. Are you I've... thinking like... Charles the hero. Yeah, I was thinking that or I was thinking special shirt because like I was saying, you got to rip every single one of your shirts. I think special shirt. That. What do you reckon? What? Any ideas, guys? Yeah, like rip torn or something. I was thinking like the bionic moron because he looks like kind of like a cyborg and he is a moron. I mean, that's just what we've been calling him anyway, really. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking maybe uh, stupidly drunk Cadell Evans. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. I mean, I just thought maybe trike, like tricycle. Cause, oh, you that's know, pretty good. Trike's yeah. probably what you should be it's rocking from from now on. Mm. It is training awful wheels. though. Training wheels first. Yeah, training wheels first. That's not bad. I mean, look, one triple three five three. Have you been saddled with like a terrible nickname or do you know someone who has? Ooh, I, saddled. I, There's a good one, Zoe. Saddled, saddled. off <laughs> off the saddle first. Totally. Look, I I um I knew a girl once. This is a this is a pretty this is a tale of woe, I must say. So she was she had this nickname. Should I tell you the nickname first? I should tell you the story first. I don't know. Ooh, How good a nickname? No, is it? tell us a nickname. Okay, all right. So her nickname was Shits the Bus Sarah. <laughs> oh, you no need oh. to tell the story. Then. Right, there's <laughs> almost no need, right? So, I mean, it was a uni thing, and um, she just couldn't shake it. I mean, it was it was a, a drunken uni <laughs> event on a on a party bus situation. Mm. And the, the, the lady um, actually eventually had to change universities because like, it's the only way to shirk shits the bus Sarah. Mm. She changed uni. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. She was dating someone and this person thought they were dating Sarah and then they found out they were dating shits the bus Sarah and it actually terminated the relationship. Oh, there's so, someone who'd go for that, don't you think? Oh, look, I'm sure there's. Look, one triple three five three. what's the terrible nickname you've been saddled with or have you given one to someone else? Yeah, look, if you are shits the bus terror, you need to, to heal. We're here for you. Uh, one, triple, three, five, three. Chase the line's open now for your terrible nickname. How did you get it? We'll see if we can get any ideas for, for Charles Flyboy Firth. <laughs> <laughs> Handlebars. I hate Handlebars. you all. What's your nickname, uh, Wayne from Rouse Hill? Hey, guys. Uh, we've got one that I used to call a mate because he stunk. He was Potholes because everyone avoided him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, Charles stinks too, actually. <laughs> we've got another one where a bloke was just lazy. You'd ask him to do something, he'd look into it, so we called him the mirror. Oh, oh. nice. <clears throat> and, and Charles, either you've got NFI or handbrake. 
Handbrake. Oh, that's yeah. pretty uh, Pothole isn't bad either. Maybe that was what caused your drama in the first place. Right. It was the handbrake that actually did it. So. Yeah, it could have been because he's got NFI. He fell off a bloody bike. <laughs> I think all of the above, Wayne. All of the you should. Yes. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah. You run a nickname service. Uh, we'll go to Michelle in Kensington. Michelle, we're looking for terrible nicknames and how they arrived. What's yours? Yeah. Hi. I'm. Um I'm Michelle, of course, but my nickname is Hag, H-A-G. Oh, um, I've, had it, I've had it since age seven, so, um, yeah, what? I'm way into adulthood now, and even my 21st cake was H-A-G, and the people I worked with who hadn't heard it, you know, they were wondering what it was an acronym for, but um, I said, oh, I'm just Hag, that's how it is, you know. What? Why? Who did this to you at seven? I'm just nasty siblings, you know, for having a snotty nose and being the youngest, and just... It's become a term of endearment because my mother calls me haggy and things like that, you know. <laughs> are, are you suffering from crippling um, self-esteem issues later in life? Uh, uh, no, I did for a little while as a, as a young younger person, but um, no, because I am beautiful and the opposite, the pole opposite to hag. Hell yeah. I'm not that bothered. Uh, yeah, got to yeah. own it. Yeah. Own it, hag. That's, I'm owning it. I'm owning it. Thanks. Any you thoughts know. about Charles? What can we just to pass on the nastiness? What can we call Charles? Yeah, it is nasty. Uh, well, I'm thinking Ding. He had a Ding. So ding. ding back, Charles. Ding, ding back, Charles. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> ding back, NFI, chick- Charles. Or chicken wing, Charles. <laughs> that's actually true. His arm has been bent like that. Uh, that's, a, that's about as far as I go with Charles. Oh, look, that's as far as anyone needs to go with Charles. <laughs> you mean chicken wing? Radio Chaser is brought to you by Coffee, giving bearded millennial weirdos steady work since 2014. Coffee. Oh, now there's trouble in Mossman. Oh, dear. As there often is on this program, I've noticed, for some reason. Mm. Zoe, Charles and Dommy. Uh, Well, this time, the residents of Mossman have their very expensive knickers in a twist about the potential opening of a plebe old Woolworths (gasps) in their suburb. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the member for the local members. Uh, no, these sort of federal members. Not sure about it either. She's expressed concerns, mm. uh, you know, about this, this actual shop, like a normal shop for normal people, cropping up yeah. in the middle of Mossman. First Woolworths, then heroin. I think that's the. Way it <laughs> that's, that is, it's the gateway, isn't it? Mm. To to just <laughs> Mossmanites shooting up on the street. Absolutely. And, well, look, but you know, it's not, it's not all it's not all bad news because to allay the concerns of well-to-do Mossmanites. Uh, Woolworths has made a little ad to show them just what Woolworths could offer them. Check out this week's specials at the new Mossman Woolworths. In-season black Perigord truffles, just $70 each. Scrumptious. Beluga caviar down from $10,000 to just $9,000 a kilo. Ah, spiffing. Or if you're in a hurry, grab a hot barbecue pheasant. Gadzooks. Order online for delivery to your mansion or send your butler to collect in store. And for every 30 grand you spend, you get a collectible Ushi. But not from the Lion King. These Mossman Ushis feature beloved characters from everyone's favourite opera. Der Rosenkavalier by Richard Strauss. How cute! It's a furry figurine of Count Rofrano Octavian. The new Woolworths at Mossman. Remember to bring your own Burberry reusable bag. Triple M's Radio Chaser. So, guys, I want to talk about a little problem. It's a bit embarrassing that I've had recently, right? So, my kid, my kid is now, he's 18 months old, right? And I've been fastidiously avoiding cutting his hair. Now, this is for two reasons. One, because, like, I just didn't want to do it. He's my baby. It feels like a big thing. You know, I don't, I don't want to cut his beautiful hair. But, look, the main reason is 
how do you cut the hair of someone who will not sit still for more than three consecutive seconds, right? That's true, Zoe. Like, I mean, short of like putting you in one of those things that serial killers end up in in movies. Right, right. And I want to, you know, their head is bolted into a brace. Look, I mean, it might come, it might come to that. Look, I know there are like, you know, I know there are special baby hairdressers and things, but quite honestly, my kid has 11 hairs. Like I'm not going to pay, I'm not going to pay a professional. I'm not going to pay cash money. I mean, only the best for my baby, but I'm not actually paying for this service. You know, I'm not, really? I'm not crazy. You're not going to take him to no. Tony and Guy? Yeah. Or? No, I mean, there are people, you can, they have toys, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay for it. But having said that, it got out of control, right? It was like party at the back party at the front he couldn't he was walking like kind of like a stumbly wombat kind of on an ice rink and i thought that's just because he was a baby but i think it's just because he couldn't see right does he have a mullet zoe he has, saying he's got a mullet he's got a double mullet <gasps> like it's like front and back it's just it's a nightmare anyway like one of those little dogs one of those <laughs> shih tzus it's, does it's he getting to that point it was getting to the point anyway so obviously look i was like i'm gonna do it myself because i'm cheap but i don't i need somebody else to take responsibility partially for this so i was like got my mum involved right so I took him over to my mum's place and basically we got a pair of scissors and we waited until he would just sit still for like two seconds and do a little snip, right? Mm. Then he'd sit still for another two seconds and do a little snip and then another snip. And then I don't know if you guys ever had like a Barbie doll growing up or anything like that, but like sometimes when you're a little girl and you have a Barbie, you like cut their hair and you do like one cut. You're like, oh, that looks terrible, and you do another cut. You're like, that's like frightening. And then by the end of it, it's just a, it's a, it's a mess. It's an absolute oh, hot no. mess. Anyway, that's what I did uh, to my human baby. It lo- it, he looked a bit like somebody cut a Barbie's hair. So the thing, oh. I, the thing I think you need, Zoe, is a bowl next time. Oh yeah, I mean, I think the real moral of this story is that I just don't deserve nice things like a baby. Triple M Radio Chaser. And now it's time for what product is this? Yes, this is the quiz where I play old ads and I ask you, what product is this? Advertising. Uh, so listen to this and, and I'll ask you a question after. If you think the AM dial on your radio is all commercials and talk, check out the changes we've made on TUW. We promise to cut out the repetition and cut commercials to the lowest limit yet. Now you'll hear at least 25% less commercials on TUW. Okay. So the question that was Ronnie Sparks, by the way. Does anyone right. remember Ronnie yeah, yeah. Sparks? Yeah. yeah. Um, can it, 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 the question is, what happened to Two UW? <laughs> they decided to play less ads and more music. What happened to them? They lasted another week. <laughs> That's right. They um they they folded and they eventually became Mix FM mm. and then they became Kiss FM. Oh. Yeah. So, but I think they went back to the more ads strategy by <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. Oh. So, the end of the story is that they're beating us massively in the ratings. Well done, Charles. Yeah. That's a yellow yeah. card. <laughs> yellow card. That's a warning. Okay. Ne- uh, this next one, you'll never get this, this ad. This is from 1986. And what it is, it's, it's got very daggy people dressed in skivvies. The question is, what are they advertising? Give it a go. Give it a go. It'll put your problems in perspective. It did for me. Come on, give it a go. I think it's a colonoscopy, but maybe it's just because I had one yesterday. <laughs> Is it a very early iteration of the Wiggles? <laughs> Ooh, nice try. Sort of in the same area. Andrew, do you want to have a guess? Really? Give it a go in the same area of the Wiggles? Well, cultish. Oh, oh okay. Was it like joining the family or uh, something like that? Oh! Have a, have a look. Give it a go. God gave me inner peace and brought happiness to my whole family. Come on, give it a go. God will make all the difference in your life. I invite you and your family to come along to Christian Outreach Centre 
this Sunday. Yep, that's right. Christian Outreach Centre, which uh, actually then ended up having a whole lot of... Um... Cults used to have ads? <laughs> yes, that's, that's so great. brazen of a but cult. I, I, know, I now understand where Scott Morrison got his whole thing from. <laughs> if you have a go, by giving it a go, yes. you'll end up in a cult like me. I wish those people had been quiet Australians. Um, okay, last question. Uh, this one, this one's for a different product. These are all blue-collar workers, and throughout the ad, they're sweating, and they're all knocking off work for the day. I can do with the name you, how about you? I can do with the name you, how about you? Pet emus, clearly. <laughs> well, or, or more than that. I could do with an emu. Is there some sort of dating service for people who are into Australian natives? No, it's not. Well, is it, is it I, a lager? If I told... You are correct! <laughs> Can we play the second half? I can do with a taste as big as the state in which we live. I can do with an emu, how about you? Okay, so for extra points, I can, so the slogan was, I can do with a taste as big as the state in which we live. What, what was the state? Oh, oh right. It's the, yeah, well, it, it's, it was the West Australia's Reshes. It was their state beer, emu lager. And what... And does it taste like an emu or involve an emu in the manufacturing <laughs> yeah. process? I think it tastes like emu piss. Triple M, Radio Chaser. Cat's pyjamas or cat's piss? Zoe, Dom and Charles, what do you reckon about this story? Is this, is this good or bad? Is it cat's pyjamas or is it cat's piss? There was a hiker, right? a bushwalker sort of guy or kind of outdoor camper. He was stranded in the snow country in Kosciuszko and had to be rescued. He had to be rescued by these teams who really went the extra mile. They hiked for more than five hours through very bad conditions to save this guy. But after they saved him, he, he, lodged a compl- he complained. He complained that the rescuers didn't bring his camping gear back with them. <laughs> now, is that a fair enough whinge? I mean, was it fancy camping gear? Well, good. I assume it was if he was that annoyed. Uh, well, probably I, was quite expensive. I'm presuming that when he went to private school, <laughs> the butlers that they had would always carry the camping gear. So he was just accustomed to it. Yeah. Well, he was. A, I suppose he was a sort of skier, wasn't he? Just yeah. It's an easy solution. Just go back and get the camping gear yourself, mate. Go on. Yeah. Off you go. It was interesting to hear you. I was, I was interested to hear Ray Hadley's take on this because Hadley talked about it on his radio show. And I wasn't sure, actually, whether Ray Hadley thought that this was fair enough or not. I mean, let's have a listen to what Ray said. Are you telling me that this ungrateful bastard, this imbecile puts on a blue that he wants his gear packed up and brought back with him? So, you know, he's pretty non-committal about that one. Mm, uh, Anyway, next. That's Cat's Piss, Ray Hadley, by the way. Um, Are you telling uh, me... Are you telling me? Now, a woman was, was caught uh, with some drugs, and they were in, she'd stored them in a rather unusual location, uh, which I can't really say on, on uh, commercial radio in the <laughs> afternoon, but you know what I mean. She was caught with drugs stuffed up, you know, Internally. Where, where, where the number ones come out. Um, and she said <laughs> she actually? had no idea where the drugs came from. No idea that, that they were there or where they originated. Is that a plausible excuse? I think it's highly plausible. If you've got drugs up yet, 
then you probably don't know where anything came from. Certainly, <laughs> <laughs> You're in no state to tell anyone where anything Maybe happened. she needs the book about that very issue called Where Did My Drugs Come From? Yeah, look, I mean, maybe she was just short of a tampon. <laughs> That was the nearest thing. Oh, okay. Cats for that. Uh, Back on on private schools, they've been in the news a bit. Um, The King Schools banned phones during school hours. What problems could this cause for rich kids? Oh, that is horrible. Those poor kids are going to have to run across 12 rugby fields to get their message to their friend. That's just just cruel. So what happens when there's a stock market crash? Like, how do, how do they keep track of their portfolios if they can't have their phones? Do they have a sort of protocol for handing back the, you know, if, if the ASX goes down by a certain number of points? A lot of fireworks. They, do they get microchips inserted into their brain, like future phones mm. instead or something like that, maybe? Or maybe they just get their butler to do all their calls for them. Radio Chaser is brought to you by coffee. Better than tea, worse than beer. Coffee.